Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, and this is episode 6 of season 2 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Today, Dan and I are going to be talking about his trip to NYC and Little Italy and the festival down there. Um, Lee sent in uh, his top 5 Oktoberfest beers and the breweries they came from. Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown of college football and NFL uh, for this past sports weekend. Talk about the Reds, of course, and how they're uh, flailing in the playoff race. Um... Also, we're going to talk about how much annual savings would there be if your significant others did not shop at Target or Amazon. So that should be interesting. And if our rapid fire topics, we're going to focus on music. As always, we'll have Get Real with Dane and also Messer with Money with Rail. So we're looking forward to it. You hope We hope you are too. Uh, here we go. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. We are back. It's season two, episode six of the Always Relevant Podcast. Got myself, Terrell Cummings. Also have Dane DeMille on. Dane, what's going on, dude? Better weekend, but still not a great one. We're going to talk about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. I mean, I'm probably in a better mood than you are slightly based on one of my teams, not necessarily all of them, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. So uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. We'll start off our normal segment, How Are You and How Are You Really? And I'll go ahead and start it off. How am I? I'm all right. How am I really? You know, hung out, went to Michigan, went to a wedding this past weekend, had good times up there, gambled a little bit, hung out with uh, some good friends and everything. So overall, you know, I'm good. Kind of kind of down, had to be back at work today, but, you know, that's how it goes. So, um, but overall, I'm good, man. That's life. What about you? How are you? How are you really? I'm doing pretty good. You know, got some wins this weekend. Uh Love seeing the Indians stomp the Bronx Bombers in their last visit as the Indians here. So I got my tribe hat on before it goes away. Uh, how am I really? I'll tell you what. I got to tell you, I'm in a great mood, right? Great mood. Because I knew we had this going on. I was in that situation where I was like, man, I got to get something to eat. I was like, man, I don't, because I live in an area where the fast food restaurants are terrible. It's the worst service in the world. I live by the worst Dunkin' Donuts in America. I say America runs on Dunkin'. If around that Dunkin' Donuts, it's a quarter block from my place. Nothing would ever get done. Well, anyway, I go to McDonald's. I knew I, I, I was like, man, I know I shouldn't do this. I almost quit eating fast food because the service sucks so bad in this area. Get in line. I actually got through the line, right? Didn't take that long by the standards in this area. All right. right? Got up, and then I got my food, right? You always got to check it because they always screw up. They can't even remember to put the second patty on a quarter pounder, double quarter pounder. So they did that to me twice in, in two weeks, right? Right. So maybe it's a sign I shouldn't be eating it. So I pulled out of the bag, right? And the fries look like the commercial. Like, they look so good, dude. dude. It could have been a Christmas ornament. It looked so good. Oh, yeah. Like that's how good it is. And it tasted just as good. And I opened up my quarter pounder was actually warm for a change. And there was actually everything on it that was supposed to be on it. And my nuggets, I got a 10 piece nugget because I got the two for six deal going on, which is killer, right? And man, every nugget, man, they look like the state of Louisiana. Oh man, they were so good. Oh, man. So I'll tell you what, all the people I was going to beat up on this show today, it isn't going to be probably quite as bad because I'm just like so impressed with McDonald's for the first time. Because that place usually sucks. I'll just call it out. That place, that McDonald's and MacArthur Road sucks. Dane's in, in Mickey can't... D's heaven right now. Who yeah. would have thought Mickey D's makes someone so happy? Just like commercials. Yeah. Just like commercials. Yeah. They're backing it up for once. Hey, 
You know what? Like, why do a lot of people start their day going to these places for breakfast, right? No wonder everybody's angry around here because the first thing experience around here is going to some of these places around here. Like, Burger King sucks. You can't even get to work on time because you'll be in a line backed out. There's two, there'll be two cars in this Dunkin' Donuts by me, and I don't even attempt to go through the drive through because I know I'll be there for 25 minutes to get a coffee. So, Shout out to McDonald's today. That's all I got to say. I'm in a good mood now. I mean, I can't believe I had good service at McDonald's. So we'll, I can't we'll, believe they gave a big up to McDonald's. Like, that's crazy. And not for their breakfast either. It was for the actual lunch menu. Who would have Yeah, thought? it was crazy. I didn't get my normal half fries that have been sitting there for three hours. Like, it was, it was, it was, it was impressive. Fresh. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm excited. So I'm ready to do this now. I'm in a good mood. Hey, you know, that's, that's the key right there. Everybody hears it now. If Dane has good food in him, he's in a good mood. So hopefully these teams, they won't hear, they won't get the wrath they would have gotten maybe about 45 minutes ago. Yeah, unless so. you're Chip Kelly, but we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about your trip to NYC. How did that go? Let us know how it went from your perspective. So there's so much stuff, you know, it's almost like you can't travel anywhere, you know, much because of the COVID and everywhere. So, you know, and you're hearing all these rumors about New York City. So I'm going to give you an Ohio native's perspective on the current state of New York City, right? <laughs> I haven't been there since I was in Brooklyn last year. It's the last time I've been there because, you know, the travel in New York's really strict and everything. And right. Brooklyn was a dump, stunk like, every, you know, I mean, like when you go into New York City, it has a unique smell. It's a garbage smell, but it's New York City smell. Right. right? Like if you're not from there, you notice this as soon as you get into town. You know, like other cities, like I was in Charleston, it felt like Charleston stunk so bad, it felt like you were walking in the sewer this summer instead of up on King Street, right? And then I was, in, you know, I talk, I would talk about Baltimore, but I got nothing good to say about Baltimore. A place smells like a joint in the whole inner harbor. Like, how can a place smell so much like weed and it's right next to the ocean? That's true. Right? So don't go to Baltimore, but I digress. So New York City, right? Great. San Janeiro Festival, Little Italy. I stayed in one of the best hotels I ever stayed in. It was called the, uh, oh man, the Den, something like that. I forget already. They even give you a teddy bear when you get there. Crazy oh, yeah? stuff, right? Yeah, I gave it to Jackie. So she got a teddy bear out of the visit. Has a rooftop, amazing, like Noble Den's, what it was called. I recommend everybody stay there. It's right on the, right on Grand Street between Chinatown and uh, Little Italy. Perfect spot right by the festival at a balcony overlooking. Yep. You can go to the top of the hotel. You know, I sent some pictures out. Beautiful, yeah, they were right? nice. They were nice. It was good views. And the people at the hotel were even nice for New York City. So I'm extremely impressed on this visit because it's been about a year since I've been there. Maybe right. a little more than a year. Getting the festival. There's one thing I'd say about New York. I love you, Cleveland. I'm sorry, but New York's got the best food. I mean, it is just not even debatable, right? I've never so, been there. I want, I want to try it out sometime. I want to try so, it out. I've never been so, there. Yeah, you got to. So the San Janeiro Festival is a big Italian festival. Me being a you know good Roman Catholic Italian myself, I go down there, right? Right. Cannoli king, right? Just it is the king of cannolis. I bought a ton of them, eating them all day long. Right. I, I'll, I'll go over what I ate. You'll be impressed, right? I had lasagna as soon as I got off. As soon as I got out the car, I hit up the lasagna, right? And this this food's gonna play. fill you up too. Like you're gonna feel it all day. Oh yeah. All day. Like doesn't yeah. even probably you know Chinese food something's gonna like you eat it and like your whole food is gonna go right now. Like Italian food's gonna sit there all day and be with you all day. Yes. Like, so they yeah the, yeah, and it's nothing but restaurants. If you've ever been to Little Italy, restaurants on both sides, all the way down bars. 
so the whole street for the San Janeiro Festival is down there. And man, it's the best food. I ate lasagna. Then I ate a chocolate on chocolate on chocolate cannoli. I ate a stuffed cheese pocket of ham. I ate this thing that was cornbread, like two cornbread pancakes with mozzarella in between. Man, it was killer. Oh, yeah. Then I, I went to this Italian restaurant for the late night and got some lobster mac and cheese. And my girlfriend ordered French fries during an Italian festival, but don't get me started on that. Then I got a sausage sandwich, right? Right. Just oh, oh. And then, right, I, all the drinks were great. You know, I was trying everything. And I, you know, I didn't even get a buzz because, you know, I'm so stuffed with food. And right. It's 85 degrees out. So if it's 85 degrees in New York, let me tell all the travelers, that means it's 90 on the street. Sweat my ass off. You'd have hated that part of it. I mean, I was drenched. I'm just sitting there eating. I'm all fat in my stomach. You can see it through my shirt. I'm like, yeah, boy, I'm just crushing stuff. So, yeah. So, and you know what the worst part is? Like, you walk around New York City, right? And everybody's thin almost, except the Italians selling the cannolis and stuff like that during the festival. So, you're walking around and everybody's eating. I'm like, dude, why is everybody in shape? Like everybody's shape. I felt so fat walking around the city. So if you go to New York City and you're a little body conscious, you got to watch out because people are in shape. They walk everywhere. Right. I think every other girl had a, a stomachless shirt on walking around, you know, jogging down the street. There's like a, <laughs> there's some kind of fitness thing on every block now. That's been kind of new since I've lived in, you know, in the New York area about 10 years ago. Right. And, but I'll tell you what, so you you got all these people like working out and stuff, eating all this, I'm walking around, I'm carrying usually food in both hands. And if I'm not, I probably had a Peroni in the other, which is the good Italian beer we like. And <laughs> it's just crazy. So New York is still king of the food, San Gennaro Festival, Little Italy, you got to go. Uh, if you're walking down the street, and you start seeing chickens hanging in the window, you've gone too far, you're in Chinatown, so you want to pull it back. But there is good food in Chinatown. Uh, right. Hit it up. But I try to stay in one area. It's like almost walking into different worlds in New York City when you're all different boroughs and stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah. But man, I was just going to say, what else? Oh, New York. You have to have the New York City COVID app. You got to download your information on it. They won't let you in nowhere unless you show the app with all your information in it. So it's a little different from that perspective. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm telling you, man, you, you just got to go. I'll tell you what, man, one thing, like the terrorism units were walking around, like these dudes are no joke, dude. I believe it. There was like a dude with the Odell Beckham hair from the Giants day that looked like he ate Odell Beckham. <laughs> wearing a suit, like just jacked, dude. And, you know, we're bigger dudes. And I'm walking around like, man, I won't want to mess with any of these guys, man. You know what right. I mean? It's New York City. But like I said, uh, I still love the city. It was a good time. It's always got that unique smell. Right. You know, it's going to take three hours to go two miles if you're in the car. So you're better off walking around or taking the transportation. Uh, but you got to come on out. You and the group need to come on out for a New York City visit. Got to do right, it. So here's the question. Because one of the few times I've been up to your place in Akron, hung out with your parents and everything, your mom made us lasagna. So yes. how does the lasagna, her lasagna compare to the lasagna at the festival? Remember, this your mom was talking about here. Mom's is still the best. That's it was good, real man. homemade hey. Italian. Tell them how serious that is. Hey, it, it, everybody, like I said, it's been probably, it's probably been a good 15 years since I've been there. I haven't seen your parents for a while. Probably the only time I stayed to your house up in Akron or whatever. But yeah, when we were visiting, I came back in town. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We came back in town. You were visiting. We went up there. Your mom made us homemade lasagna, had the garlic bread, had the salad. Everything was ridiculous. Like it was 
you definitely tell it was homemade Italian, like, you know, Daniel obviously his family is Italian and everything. So she knew what she was doing 100%. And, you know, I, it, like I said, I, it was a great experience overall, for sure. I'll tell you what, man, you definitely, if you got a girlfriend, you want to take her somewhere special, take her to Little Italy, take her to the restaurants, stay at the Noble Den, get that rooftop view of the Freedom Tower and the city and everything. It's awesome. Like I said, I love New York. I even loved it more when the Indians were stomping them bombers this weekend, stomping them. Last we'll visit it. to the Bronx was beatdowns. Now, Friday was kind of ugly, and then, you know, it was home run derby for the Yankees, and Plezak was pitching. I was like, what the hell happened? And then they just stopped them. You know, if I, you know, I was trying to get Jack. I was like, dude, let's, let's take the train to the Bronx, man. I want to go to that game. But obviously, she shot that down. She's like, no, we're here to eat. I was like, all right. So, it would have been kind of cool, though. would have been kind of cool. Yeah, it would have been because I, yeah, yeah, I haven't been to see the Indians play the Yankees in the Bronx in a couple of years. So I was like, right. man, we're here, but, you know, whatever. But New York yeah. City, it's great. You can visit. Just make sure you, you do your research before you go in, man. You got to have that app. You got to do the stuff, you know, you can't get in nowhere. Right. So. No, that's good to know. It's good to know. Dane's trip to New York from a from Ohio person's perspective, you know, that's, that's what we need for sure. And someone else's perspective we got on something else coming up. Oktoberfest beers. Instead of Lee's drink recipe, he gave us a top five of Oktoberfest beers. Since we were coming up on Oktoberfest season, Dane and I are from Ohio, so there's Oktoberfest everywhere around here. If you ever come here, especially Southwest Ohio and Cincinnati, there's Oktoberfest all over the place. So we're going to talk different beers, different Oktoberfest beers are out there. So the first one's going to be the Ryan Guy. It's by Ryan Guys called Franz. And Ryan Guys the brewery in Cincinnati. Uh, they have multiple beers that are down here and everything. So uh, let's go and check it out and, and taste them and see what's good with that. Um, the next one's called Ziegler from Mad Tree, which is another brewery out of Cincinnati. Um, I think it's newer than Ryan Guys. Ryan Guys is kind of an older, old school uh, kind of brewery, but Mad Tree is, is newer and it's up and coming. Uh, but he still says that's one of the top five that he would mention. And Lee's the, the beer connoisseur, beer snob out of our group. So I trust his judgment. Um, Blogger Town. Uh, from a brewery out of Chicago called Half Acre. Um, like I said, I haven't had it before. I'm going to have to go, go try that one out. I'm pretty sure I've had the other two before. It's just been a while. So I'm going to have to go ahead and track down that beverage and I'll see if I can find it. I'll probably make a trip to Jungle Gyms and get all these beers. Um, the next one is Paul Laner Feist Beer. I don't know if I said it right, but he says in parentheses, it's the OG. So I imagine it's been around for a minute and it's still holding it down as one of the top uh, Oktoberfest beers that are out there. So and the last one's called Copper Legend is from Jack's Abbey uh, Brewery out of Massachusetts. So that's from Lee. He um, sent that information to me from Colorado. So like I say, he's our resident mixologist, resident genius, resident beer snob, all the above. And um, he's going to keep sending us those, uh, those different um, cocktail recipes and uh, beers that we should all try. So come Oktoberfest season day, you know what we got to do. I test out those beverages. So, well, you know me, I've never met a beer I don't like. I just prefer some over others, I guess we'd say. That's probably true. And Leo introduced us to those ones we've never heard of. So, that's why, you know, he's good for that. We're, we're glad for it. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the first segment college football rundown. Dane, what do you got for us? Uh, we, got, we got some stuff uh, to talk about here. I think we're going to talk about the Buckeyes. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm not impressed. It was a game at halftime. And, and they're playing crazy. Tulsa. This after you just railed Oklahoma for oh, barely beating Tulsa. Hey, I railed Oklahoma. This win was almost worse than the loss to Oregon in a lot of ways. Uh, 
you know, the fact that, so, you know what the best part was on Twitter, everybody's crying about the calls. And you see what I said back, like the, the fact that we're worried about a couple bad calls against Tulsa is the real right. problem, right? Like, come on, man. It's Tulsa. It's the smallest division one school. The school I think is about the same size as the schools me and you went to. They just play, you yeah, know, it's a little bigger. It's like, I think like 3000 students there. Yeah. Not, it's a small school. So they come up to Columbus 800 miles away. Right. And, you know, let's look at the stats. Uh, that, that, that Buckeyes defense is awful. So Tulsa's quarterback, what was he? Oh, uh, what did I see he had? It was uh, 428 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, you know, Tulsa only had 73 rush yards. But uh, what do you think about that? 428 yards, man. I mean, I guess they spread them out. I know how these DBs, they're young. We said a couple weeks ago as far as that. They're, maybe they're still figuring it out. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, there's some guys out with COVID. I don't know the, what excuses there are out there for, those, for them to really have. But Tulsa probably shouldn't be doing that to them. Or maybe Tulsa's better than what we think. Maybe we should go ahead and give Tulsa their due. Said, hey, they're a decent football team. And go from they there. Usually you know, we, you know, I'm sorry. We can't We can't say it. it we, I said we were talking about Oklahoma before. They didn't play Tulsa, I don't think. I think they played um, Tulane. Tulane. They're Tulane. different. Yeah, that's my fault there. But yeah. you, still, Tulsa shouldn't really be doing this to Ohio State, regardless, in any situation. No. should never be a game. Uh, Stroud had 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception. This dude's starting to look like a one-year uh, starter here at best. I mean, um, but yeah, I think, though, like, he's doing this with, you know, what, what talent's around him. Like, on offense, he has talent, but, I mean, on defense, it seems like they're struggling. So, so know, was, he, yeah. he doesn't have all the help that he would normally have like those other quarterbacks had when they first started playing. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. In my opinion, I'd say I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And you know me in quarterback situations. You know, yeah. you know how I feel about those. Yeah. So, I, but I also think, you know, the coaching's a little sketchy. Like, they finally just started to, give, you know, run the ball. Like, you're physically superior to the team. Run them over. Why are we messing around? They finally did that. Henderson had a crazy 277 yards on 24 carries, 11.5 average, and three touchdowns. That's right. awesome. Not taking anything away from that. That's impressive no matter who you're playing. But at the end of the day, you're not going to do that to Penn State after what I just watched this weekend. You're not yeah, going to do that so. to Michigan. You're not going to do that to Michigan State, who to me is the shocking team right now of the year. Uh, so they got to get it together. All right. Let's talk about your boys. As Harbaugh continues the longest preseason in the history of college football with a game <laughs> against Northern Illinois, Michigan won 63-10. They had 373 rush yards, 233 pass. What'd you think? Hey, you know, maybe Michigan's just doing their, you know, doing these schools a favor, you know, getting them, getting them their money by coming coming home, playing Michigan in Ann Arbor, funding athletic departments for the year. You know, maybe they're just doing them a solid as far as that. They couldn't have expected Washington a couple years ago in the schedule game to not be as good as what they were a couple years back. You can't expect that. But Michigan came out, they did what they were supposed to do. They dominated. They scored like the first nine possessions, and they came out and just basically bullied them the whole game. And that's what they should do against teams like Northern Illinois. That's how that's how it should be. The score should be seventy something to ten, or sixty something to ten. You know, the spread was only twenty seven points. That's how the score should be in those types of games. Yeah, some of these some of these big schools are having trouble with the small schools right now. Michigan hasn't. Michigan's pretty much uh, dominated as the as a traditional power should against smaller schools. Right. So I got to give them a little love. 
Uh, their preseason continues next week against Rutgers, but at least we're finally starting to get into a real conference, the Big Ten. Hey, Rutgers, though, is decent. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated this year. Rutgers is decent. Rutgers is, Rutgers is Big East trash, dude. It's not – we're not – this isn't an SAT test. This is a football game, right? Former Big East. So, Rutgers is technically the Big Ten now. They're part of the Big Ten. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're diluting it with these guys. All right, so the Big Ten just wants that New York market. Uh, so what do we got? All right, good. it was a good game for Michigan. I'm going to give props when props is due. Let's talk about Oklahoma and Nebraska. Rather, what do you have? 214 yards and one touchdown. Now, what did we see Nebraska do so far this year besides embarrass themselves on the football field? Not much. Not so, much. Martinez actually looked like a quarterback in his fourth year starting. He had 289 yards, touchdown, interception. Uh, Oklahoma only had 194 yards rushing. Nebraska was in that game. We watched it. I mean, um, Are they overrated? I thought that was going to be a blot. You know what? I actually, I actually had my get real segment already done before this weekend because I was definitely going to destroy Nebraska. Destroy them. All right. Luckily, somebody else stepped up in their place. We'll get to in a little bit. But I'm going to give Nebraska its due for showing up on national television and playing a pretty good game, right? They did. They did. They held it down, and ultimately, Oklahoma finally decided to show up. But it was never supposed to be that close, especially with how Nebraska played earlier in the season. It just wasn't supposed to be that close. So Yeah, so the Oklahoma, you stink. All right, uh, where are we going next? Let's talk about <laughs> Cincy. Wait, yes. thirty-eight. University of Cincinnati win. Bearcats against IU. Any real shaky early. Hey, if the if IU's best defensive player didn't get ejected out of the game for targeting, I think it could have been a totally different game because he is the heart and soul of their defense. And you could tell from the time he left, it made a difference that he wasn't there. And you yeah. see, went and they scored immediately on that drive. And then after that, they pretty much just—I won't say they dominated the game, but they were—it was close. Yeah, and you know, Penix or well, I don't know how you pronounce the Indiana quarterback's name had the three picks. Yeah, that was um, tough. Yeah, that. I, I thought since he had too much trouble in this game, and, and I don't they just didn't look ready to play. You know what I mean? Like it just right. it was really ugly early. They looked like they didn't even belong on a Big Ten field to start the game, particularly on offense, but they definitely turned it around. But uh the, the second quarterback like, always starts off slow. He needs to get out of that mold, he needs to be ready. From the time he sets foot on sets foot on the field, leads team out there, and from the get go starts scoring points. He can't warm up or whatever it takes like to get going. He's got to get going from the get go. Yeah, I think Fickle will get that stuff fixed. All right, we got to mention Alabama, Florida. I actually made my girlfriend stop in this bar in New York. Right, just I go. I got to watch the last quarter. Like Florida's right. coming back because remember Alabama's losing twenty one nothing. So I go in this bar. Right. And it's packed, club, like a nightclub. Doesn't look like nothing from the outside. It's just a huge nightclub of a – oh, what I got. Sorry about that. I got uh, stuff going on, and I'm the only person in there, right, that's over 22 years old. Wow. My girlfriend's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh, well, I got to watch this game. You know what I mean? So right. sit down, I come up, and the guy comes up to me, this dude trying to look like Hemsworth or something like that, goes – uh. He goes, all right, man, what do you want the drink? I was like, you know, I'll get a red wine and a Bud Light. And he goes, and I go to pay him with cash. He goes, oh, cash, old school. Like, <laughs> man, I felt bad. I didn't have the heart in me to tell him, yo, if I give you $5 cash, you pocket that thing. You don't get the 44% tax New York City, never mind anyway. Hey, so, he's not thinking about that. He's not thinking about that. He just said, oh, here's cash. It's old school. 
He's messing with his money. You got to talk true. to these bartenders out there. Hey, kids, be smart. If someone wants to give you money on the table for a job, you're a bartender or whatever, take that. For yeah, real. take that money, man. You know how I feel about cash tips when I was lifting. So, anyway, uh, good game. Florida almost came back and took it, right? So, what do you think, man? Florida was tough. but even Hey, though- respect, respect to Florida. It was way closer than I thought, especially how they played previous weeks. And I don't know if that just means Alabama took the time off or took half the game off or is Florida that good. I don't know. Either way, Alabama looked like that they were not necessarily invincible. So I look forward to seeing if anybody else in the SEC, specifically Georgia, can do anything with Alabama, I guess, come the SEC championship game. So I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I had to come in there and see that because I had the Buckeyes going. You know, when you're out in the city and I got a bunch of things going on, I'm trying to watch 15 games at once while I'm eating and walking around doing all this stuff. And right. <laughs> I ended up in some college bar. But <laughs> what? I got to see the end of the game. So, at our age, man, you never, you never want to end up at a college bar at our age. It just, no. it just it's weird. So I just weird. thought it was funny when it's a cash old school. <laughs> so. All right, so let's get let's get uh, real quick. Clemson barely beat Georgia Tech. Uh, only had They're down, man. They they, they fallen. They fallen. Yeah, I think you know what we were talking about. The rich were getting richer, and when we talk about the rich getting richer. We're usually talking about Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama, and everybody else, right? Clemson, Ohio State do not look good. Do not look no, good. Uh, I think Georgia's taking the leap in there. Um, let's go to Auburn, Penn State. What a game, right? Penn that State was, that was losing for most of the game, like 10-7, right, the half or something like that. Yep. Uh, came back, won 28-20 in the whiteout. Awesome atmosphere, awesome game. Big win for the Big Ten. That Big Ten needed that win real bad after Ohio mm-hmm. State's clunker last week. Uh, um, what do you think? No, I think it was a great win for the Big Ten. Put everybody on notice. I don't know how good Auburn is, but, you know, there was the first time that Auburn had traveled to a Big Ten school to play at a Big Ten school since, like, 1937 or something crazy so is it really wow yeah they don't they don't do it often at all big 10 teams go down sc quite a bit but sec this early in the year do not come up to big 10 country at all so it was interesting they did um i know i'm glad penn state won they're looking better this year than the last year uh you know i think a lot of circumstances happened last year with throwing out all out but um you know we'll see we'll see where they can go yeah, uh, Auburn was mauling people before this. You know, I don't know how great the competition was, but right. uh, big win for Penn State, as much as I hate to say that. Uh, Michigan State, the shocking team for me, took care of Miami in Miami, 38-17. That new Honestly, coach, from, he's, I'm starting to be a believer early. I'm not surprised, man. He had them kind of playing hard last year when he first got there. And, you know, they, they were losing, but they were, like, giving effort. You could tell they were playing for him. You tell he's kind of a hard-nosed coach, and they, they take after his personality. And I think, you know, they're solid this year. I think they'll be really good next year. Like, they're they're coming quickly up, up, up the ranks in the Big Ten. You know what's funny, too? Like, how many times has Michigan State have scored over 30 points now? How many times has Michigan State scored over 10 points the last 10 years? If they won a game, it'd be like 10-3, 7-3 or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they was lining out. Yeah, they didn't necessarily have the offense like that. At least, you know, they, maybe every once in a while they would, but. It wasn't a consistent thing. Yeah, so another big win for the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa took care of business at Kent State. So, actually, there was some good stuff for the Big Ten this weekend. Ohio State, though, continues to be the disappointment. Uh, Speaking of disappointment, I think that's all I got for college here today. What do you want to do? Let's move on to the NFL, man. We're not going to stay here long. We're just touching the Bengals, Browns, and give them maybe a really quick rundown see what's going on. 
Yeah, there were some great games this weekend, some really good ones at 4 o'clock. The Steelers lost. That's always a good thing for me. Uh, Brown, Browns Browns hosted the opener. They played the uh, Houston Texans. Uh, that game was awful to start. The Browns were getting yeah. pushed around. Houston was in the game. And then Tyrod Taylor does what he normally does, plays good, pulls a hammy, and loses his job. So Tyrod's out at halftime. Brown's uh, second half came back, started pushing him around, got the run game going. There's a lot of problems on that defense. And I think it starts with the coach. Last year, I, I as awful as the defense was, I was kind of giving him a pass because he came from the San Francisco system, I believe. Right. And he didn't have his players, supposedly, which, you know, you definitely – most people can't argue that it wasn't a great roster defensively. Right. Now you got Clowney. Now you got Garrett. You got all those D-backs, right? You got Ward back healthy. Our rookie Newsom's getting beat. Uh, Ward's getting beat. Yeah, uh, man, they're, they're, they're struggling. They're, they're, they are. They're struggling a little bit. And Hockey talkie linebacker played pretty good in the first half, got the turnover on. I mean, if Houston doesn't muff that punt and the Browns get the ball right back and score, I mean, I don't yep. know what happens. I, I'll tell you what, I can't say I feel good about it. You always feel – you always want the win. You always want – let's face it. Houston was 1-0. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who might not win a game from what I've seen so far this year. Agreed. Uh, they played with a bunch of – I didn't even know Christian Kirksey was still in the league. He was their starting linebacker. He was with the Browns forever. I mean, they had Browns cast-offs from the teams that didn't win any games, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, good for Houston. The guy they brought in, though – I don't know why everybody's panicking and talking about that. So, the guy they brought in, that Davis – I mean, I forget what his name is. The guy from Stanford, highly touted prospect yeah. uh, for the NFL, even though he didn't really play because of the COVID and all that. He's like 6'4", 6'5", 220. Mm -hmm. Let's just let him play. Don't put Tyrod Taylor in. Get rid of Deshaun hey, Watson as soon as Tyrod Taylor was holding it down though. Like he was doing well. I mean, granted, he got hurt, but when Every he, year hurt, that he was he was putting up he was putting up points. That happens to Tyrod Taylor every single time. He always pulls a hammy, right? Hey, last year, the San Diego Chargers doctors poked a hole, gave him a punctured lung when they were giving him some kind of shot. He couldn't help that. Yeah, that he can't right. help that. But he lost his job there. He lost his job basically with the Brown and just all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Landry, it looks like a sprained MCL. I love Landry. He's not an elite receiver, you know. Let's be real. He gets paid like an elite receiver, but he doesn't have that elite speed, right? Um, yeah, he, he's better. He he's small guy, better style. He I mean, he has good hands. He catches everything. But I'm he, tired. He's, he's yeah. Not number one. I'm tired of seeing Odell Beckham Jr. on the sidelines. I want to see him on the field. He's borderline getting Kevin Lovish to me. I need him on the field. Hey, you got a torn ACL, though, man. Oh, Everybody man. heals differently. Everybody heals differently. Uh, I, it's time to get on the field. So, <laughs> You know what the good – Stefanski's excellent about keeping things in-house, right? Like, disorganized teams that have problems, it's all out in the media. Right. Like, why is the, line, why is the linebacker from Notre Dame they drafted not playing? Like, why are they playing Mac Wilson, Taki Taki, when you took that guy from Notre Dame to be able to cover people, right? He's right. not getting in the game. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows why Beckham's not playing, right? Because there's something else going on there. Uh, the offensive line, really suspect. I don't think Jedrick Wills is as good as, you know, we think, and he's playing on a bum ankle. His backup's out with a tricep injury. They got to call some people in and sign some other people, but that's life in the NFL. You still got to show up and win. Right. Uh, they did win. They did take over late. Chubb scored a touchdown eight games in a row now. Good for Great him. For my fantasy guy. Great for my fantasy team. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, I'm not uh, a win's a win. I'll take it, but I'm not happy. So I, I, I'm done with that. I didn't bash them today, but you know, whatever. It, there's still mistakes. Uh, what'd you think of the Bengals to, uh, this weekend? Not quite the ending you wanted. Not quite the ending. Not quite the ending I wanted at all. I mean, it was a close game. Like Andy Dalton came down, took it down first drive, took the Bears down on the opening drive, and threw a touchdown pass to Allen Robinson. After that, it was really more of a defensive struggle. I thought that uh, the Bengals had a lot of penalties that hurt them that they didn't have week one, um, kind of really set things back, um, kind of kept the drive going for the Bears twice on the opening drive. So the Bears probably shouldn't have scored, but there were a couple penalties that kind of affected how that drive was going and gave them more chances that they shouldn't have gotten. Um, but so overall, I thought the defense played pretty decent. Um, it was a defensive struggle throughout the game. Uh, one thing, the Bears, their defense line was able to get pressure on on Burrow without having the blitz at all. So, like, they were doing different stunts, you know, the ET stunts or TE stunts or whatever it was. Either way, the left side of the Bengals offense line was having trouble with Cleo Mack and um, whoever the other guy was, forgive me off the top of my head. Um, but they, they, they were causing them problems. And I know the right tackle, I saw them on skate quite a few times, and their communication was definitely not all there. They are getting pressure on Burrow. Um, another thing, the Bears, their defense was – they got exposed last week by the Rams by a couple of deep passes. They weren't letting any deep passes go today. They have like that two deep shell, and they're keeping everything in front of them. So, you know, the Bear, the Brown, the sorry, the Bengals running game I thought was decent. They could have kept it going a little bit more if they really wanted to. Um, you know, they just really didn't have the pass game going like they did last week against the the Vikings. I think the corners of the Bears played a little bit better. Um, I don't know. Overall, didn't Chase, though, didn't Chase get a touchdown? Yeah, Jamar Chase, he got a touchdown. T. Higgins got a touchdown late. This is after Burrow threw interceptions on three straight series, on three straight plays. Can't so do that. Those, two of them were definitely Burrow's fault. He stayed out in the receiver um, on the one, and then, well, on the first two. And the second one, he didn't even see the linebacker drifting over right into the throwing lane. So you see, you know, he was staring down there. The other one, he got pressure out the middle, tried to throw the ball, got tipped. You know, Bears got it. So, but after that, he threw the two touchdown passes. They were in it at the end. And um, ultimately, they just, you know, they just ran out of time as far as doing that. So, with all the with all the, the mistakes and the penalties and everything, the fact that they were still in it at the end, that's still encouraging to me because I don't think they played as well as they could have. But, um, yeah, they got to figure everything on the offense line, which obviously we knew that was a weakness for them this year. So, um, you know, hopefully they can uh, figure things out and keep improving and protect Burrow a little bit more and get a little more of a running game uh, so he's not having to do, you know, just straight drop back and, and throw all the time. So that's what I would say. Still lean on the running game. Keep going keep going with that. You know, even, whether it's working or not, I think they still need to improve on that and get more than two, three yards of play. And if they can get four to five yards a pop, it's going to help out a little bit more, get them in those third and short situations and go from there. So that's all I got to say about that. I said overall, you know, they did take the L. Um, but I'm not completely discouraged. No, and uh, Brown's got the Bears this week, so be interested to see how they fare against them after watching Cincinnati. Right. Uh, you know what? One thing I'd like to say is everybody talks about the Browns having the best roster. Uh, who was Baker throwing to this weekend? Dobbins, Peoples, Jones, had one catch, I believe. Richard Higgins, who you could probably still beat in a race. Maybe. Schwartz, a rookie. Uh, come on, man. Like, and Joku, 
They had your boy Njoku. Something was wrong with there's something going on there. No one's talking about. Like I don't know if he was hurt or what. Uh, you got Hooper. well Hooper, Austin Hooper. Hooper's a sled dude. Like he's paid like a top end. That ain't no kittle dude. That's the dude that catches the ball and falls to the ground. Like you know, I I was mad Baker's trying to run around too much. Then he throws an interception, and it wasn't his fault. The receiver went the wrong way. Another right. stupid boneheaded error. All the dumb stuff we've been watching the last 20 years. I'm still watching Stefanski get it cleaned up for crying out loud. Because if you do that against the Bears, you're going to get stomped and embarrassed. Clean that garbage up. That's all, all right. I got to say. Sorry, all I couldn't right. control myself anymore. Who we got? Who we have next? We're still going to NFL. We're moving on. You let me know. Well, I, I just want to say, you know, we're, we got stuff going on today we're going to be talking about. But I will say this. There was a lot of good games, man. Uh, if you're a fan of the NFL, it was a good weekend to be a fan. I guess I'll finish with this. We got Lions versus the Packers. I don't know who the hell put the Lions on Monday Night Football, but they should be fired. Nobody wants to watch that crap. No one wants to stay up for games to start 9-15 to watch the Detroit Lions play, who's probably the worst football team in the league next to maybe the Jaguars. Who do you got tonight after I say all that? I mean, I'm going to take the Packers, but – I need Aaron Rodgers fantasy points to score less than 30 points. So I'm winning by 30. Only scores less than 30. I'll still get the win. So actually, no, he needs to score less than I think 50. I take it back. Either way, he shouldn't score 50, but I don't want him to go off and throw like six touchdown passes against the, you know, against the, the Lions and six touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown. That'd be horrible for my fantasy team. But <laughs> I, I that, forget his record against the uh, Lions, but you know what, Aaron Rodgers, like, if you ever had one of them jobs where you're working and you see that guy who just has that walk, that the I don't give an F walk, yep. just kind of walking around, just I'm here for the paycheck, don't give a squat about nothing, got that look on his face, that walk, like, <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. That's Aaron, That's Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. That's 100%. the look on his face. He's that guy at the job, like, does that. And, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll let you know. He'll let you know. Yeah. Like he's not yeah. scared to hold back that look. Yeah. So, he's sitting there leaning back with that hair thing he's got going on now. Yeah, he's he's trying to be in Hollywood. Now. yeah, so he didn't tell us to relax this time. So uh, we'll see what happens. So. Right, right. All right. Let's move it on then. All right. All right. The Reds' wild card chances. The Reds are now three games back in the wild card. To the St. Louis Cardinals, probably the worst team to be behind in the wild card race. So the Reds are still next in line, but they're three games back. Lucky for them, they do play the Pirates, at least in the two of the last four series this season. So it's still a possibility. I just don't know if the Cardinals are going to lose enough games for it to happen. I'm a little worried, but the Reds pretty much gave this up. I think they had it, they could have locked it up. And I don't know if there's injuries or they just weren't playing well, combination of both, either way. I don't know if they're going to make it. I hope they do. You know, like I said, they have two series against the Pirates, one against the Nationals, and one against the Chicago White Sox. White Sox are good. I'm just hoping that they're resting players at that point in time, resting up for the playoffs. So you can kind of hope and pray that, ha- that that happens. But as of right now, it's not looking good. Uh, no, it's not looking good. And what is that? Uh, how's that go? Uh, what's Frankie Lindor do? Thumbs down? Thumbs down. So, stick a fork in them. <laughs> Cardinals are that franchise. That's what they do. That is right? what they do. I, I, think, I, I, hate, I hate hearing about it. I hate, I hate the Cardinals, but for whatever reason, whatever team they have, they end up finding ways to win. And that's just that's just St. Louis being St. Louis. So. so let me call out Cincinnati Reds ownership, right? When that guy took over, he said he was going to spend the money and bring championship to baseball. 
And I, I never accuse anybody of being a liar, but he's lying to you people. He's lying to everybody in Cincinnati. He ain't spending no money. Look at that relief pitching you've got. Well, oh. let's hope you spend some money on uh, Nick Cassianos for next season. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Yeah. We know the Indians don't spend no money, but the owner doesn't lie to us. He just says, I don't have any money. <laughs> well, he's lying about that, but he isn't yeah. lying to us that he's saying, you know, uh, we're not going to spend the money. The owner we took over said he was going to spend the money for winning baseball in Cincinnati, and he has not followed through. He's either yep. made some bad decisions on signings. It always looks like they're looking for them discount players after free agency. Don't tell me you're going to spend money. Astruble Cabrera. I don't yes. know if he's gotten a hit yet since they gotten him. Why is he still in Major League Baseball? Why is Astruble Cabrera still playing? I have no idea. I would have gotten someone else. Let Vado play. I'll put Stevenson at first place or put Tucker Barnhart at first place. I don't care. I'll put Mustakas at first base. doesn't matter. They have enough infielders to make it work. Why are they getting Astruble Cabrera? I have no idea. That experience did not work. If anything, we probably should be surprised that the Reds are still in the race at this point anyway. Yeah, but the San Diego's true. owner said he was going to spend money, and he put the he he spent the money. He spent a lot of money, and they're still he not put making a pen to paper. <laughs> still not making the playoffs. Yeah, so right. that's it. That's what I take on the Reds. But we're not uh, talking about yeah. the Reds anymore. That's all frustrating and everything. Here's what we'll talk about, Dane. I have a question for you. Been thinking about it. Didn't know if we can talk about it. We're going to bring it up now. How much annual savings do you think you would? How much annual savings do you think you would have? If the if your significant other didn't if your significant other did not shop at Target or Amazon, <laughs> and you want we're leaving the Reds topic because we don't want to be frustrated, and you asked me that. That's the question I'm bringing up. Yes, <laughs> I figured it was a great time. Yes. Oh man. Amazon, I don't even know. If, if there know. was no Amazon or Target for a year, what do you think? Man, I know I'm like most houses, and there's a package outside of my door every single day. And I ain't bought yeah. <laughs> So there's only one. And, and the dog didn't buy nothing. So there's only one other culprit in the home, right? And she, I hope sure. she'll listen to this right now because she's going to get mad. But no, there's a package at this door. You might as well throw Macy's.com in there too because that, that shows up a lot. But, right. uh, oh, man, the annual savings, I don't know. I don't know. That's I mean, it's a lot, like, man. We're gone. We're in mission for a while. I look on the ring doorbell. I see an Amazon guy on Saturday. And I ask Elaine, I'm like, but you order something? She's like, I don't think so. I'm like, well, we're getting a package. It's like, well, I don't remember what it was. I'm like, if you don't remember what it was, like, come on now. Like, all right. So yeah. we'll I've been I've been coming home from work, you know, before. And I couldn't get my driveway. There's an Amazon guy in our driveway, like, blocking the driveway. I couldn't even wait. I'd wait on the Amazon guy. He's sitting there for, like, no joke, five, ten minutes. I guess he's going to be trying to find the packages in his truck. Had his earpiece, you know, had his um AirPods in and everything, taking his time. I'm honking <laughs> the one like, dude, we're not the way so I can get in my driveway. I'm sick of sitting here. No, he took his good old time. Guy out truck, had his two or three packages, mosey on up to the porch, dropped them off, mosey on back to the car, waved, and then took off. My like, dude, that's fashion go. Like, I'm sitting here honking the horn at you. You're just sitting here moseying on. Some dude, man, taking his time. You can't even get in your own house anymore. I can't. No, even, I'm gonna terrible. trip over a box and fall on my face. I'm seeing FedEx and Amazon trucks in my sleep for crying out loud. There's so much. I mean, and not, not, and I'm not the only culprit because there's boxes outside of everybody's places. Out here. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. Elena, Elena will say she'll be like, "Hey, a lot of stuff for the kids. 
you know, food, diapers. I understand that. I'm not really trying to count that stuff. But if I were to say, hey, you know, Atlanta, we would you go get like some of this stuff from, you know, from Target, you know, baby stuff or whatever. I bet you there'd be at least one other thing that's there that's not on that list. <laughs> like almost guarantee it. Yeah. So, whether it's a whether it's like a dress or a shirt or something else, I don't know. It, it could be anything. You never know. You know, she's at least gonna look to see what kind of deals they have. She, I will give you this. She's a bargain shopper, or whatever. She will. She'll find stuff on clearance or whatever, but she'll have to get it. Can't Maybe we have to do that. what they do with the kids and only put limit them to so much computer time a, a, a day. Because <laughs> you know what they, you want, you know, once you click on something on any of them sites, right? So let's pop it up on Google the next. That oh, yeah. thing, that oh, thing yeah. you're interested in buying, price decrease, price decrease. Then you're getting emails. Hey, check this out. Then they're giving you emails that show stuff that's similar to it. And it just keeps going. it's an avalanche of information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's it's no so truth in this, hey, at this point. Everybody, everybody's out there listening. Like if, if you can relate to this part of the podcast, I'm not trying to call it out all our wives or girlfriends out there. We're not saying that you're all doing this. We're just saying that we know multiple individuals where this is the case and it's happening and it's happening more than once. It's probably going to keep happening because I'm not going to be like, no, you can't do this. You can't get that. That's messed up. I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying, think about how much we would save if we didn't do it quite as much. Quite yeah. as much. I might have gone ahead and got this bathroom remodel or getting a bathroom put in here in the basement that I need to get done. <laughs> you know, it's one of the yeah. things. But, We're all yeah. gonna need to get drop boxes for the front of the houses too, like businesses. The way that, they, but, yeah, uh, no doubt. The way the way it's coming through, yeah, we have to for sure. Yeah, you know, I might be guilty of some GVR packages showing up here and there, but uh, <laughs> you know it those is, are mine. Is, I can't. I gotta claim those, but you know, it is it is easy to do. Hey, Amazon, they are taking over. I will say that, but I will say for the ladies out there, if you guys go to Target, you guys like to get, like to shop around a little bit, find what you want, find what you like. Whatever it happens, <laughs> I've seen it happen more than once. I've seen you're supposed to go there, you're supposed to be like twenty bucks. Come back, oh, yeah, I spent one fifty over at Target. Or someone says, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." And my favorite is, but I got it for this price. It was eighty dollars, and I got it for twenty five, twenty dollars, like it, to justify the purchase, even if you don't need it. <laughs> so true, so true. We've we've, heard, we've all heard the argument. It's we've like I argument. help myself. I mean, I'm never going to use it, but it was. On sale, 40%. I had to get it. I had to get That's it. That's true. Just because on sale doesn't mean you have to get it. Now, if you, if, if, if your girlfriend and my wife hear this podcast, we both would be in some trouble. But we'll see if they do. Yeah. Or their friend, gonna, friends about her, them, well, They were talking about you guys on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when she, before, I'm going to ask her this week. I'm like, hey, let me uh, make sure you let me know when you're going to listen to it this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you step away for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, the, the truth hurts, they say. Hey, that's how it goes. Annual savings don't know what it is. What we'll to calculate that sometimes. They're really yep. about that. So, all right, rapid fire topics. Dan, what do you got for us? All right. I love rapid fire because I get to put you on the spot. So this <laughs> week is the music edition of rapid fire. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. I think so. All right. Let's start out with who's your favorite artist? That's so tough, man. So tough. I mean, if I narrow down, all right, I was going to narrow down to Method Man, Ludacris, T.I., Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, or Eminem. I know that's a long list, Oof. right? So if I had to choose out of those guys, I don't know. That's hard. 
That's hard. I'll probably mm, I'll probably say TI. Oh wow, going southern, going ATL. Going ATL. Going ATL. But you'll see from some of these other songs on this list that I absolutely like the other the others uh, artists as well. So all right, go ahead. What are yours? All right, so that's a tough one. You know, I kind of narrowed it down. Oh, it's real tough. I got Led Zeppelin and Metallica down. I'm gonna go Led Zeppelin, greatest rock band of all time. <laughs> all right, yeah, I love the Zeppelin. What do you mean, Cody? You're not a, you're not a fan of um, oh, who are they? Oh, about some Metallica, not Metallica, but um, never mind. Don't even worry about it. I'll don't even worry about it. That's sketchy. Yeah, it'll come to me later. When it comes to me, I'll, I'll go bring it back up. All right, like I said, I'm throwing up some easier ones at the moment here. Favorite yep. album? All Eyes on Me, Tupac. For my, that would be my favorite hip-hop one for sure. Uh, my all-time favorite, that's tough to say. I like Pantera's Far Beyond Driven, Metallica's Black Album, Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. If I had to have one of those three, I'd probably go Physical Graffiti, but it's a tough oh. one. I remember, yeah, you, your favorite artist is not Nickelback. I thought you Nickelback fan. Oh, come on, man. Don't be talking to Nickelback. We should never mention Nickelback on this show. <laughs> God, man. Come I on. mean, you'd be close to listening to me. <laughs> Nickelback? Yeah. No. No. No, no Nickelback. All right. So, uh, man, what's the favorite workout song when we used to do that? Um, yeah, back in the day, right? Uh, <laughs> Rabbit, Rabbit Run by Eminem. Rabbit Run, okay. Rabbit Run is from the Eight Mile soundtrack. Listen to yeah. it; it'll pump you up. It'll pump you oh, up. Mine's probably anything from Kill Switch Engage, Babylon, or Last Serenade. I love that. Can't wait to see them with Slipknot here on October twelfth. Can't wait for that. Come on out to Camden. Bye. All right. That's the only reason you would go to Camden, New Jersey, too. By the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, in the aquarium. Right. Nice. I remember that. What we got here. 2.30 a.m. Oh, what do you want to listen to? What am I listening at 2.30 a.m.? I mean, usually when I sleep, I'm listening to Mariah Carey Pandora. That's what I'm sleeping. That's what I'm sleeping to. Have one headphone in the ear, listen to Mariah Carey Pandora. Other ear is open. That way, if I hear a baby crying, I can wake up as needed. Try to get the, the, the nice, the nice voice of Mariah Carey in my ear. That's where I'm going. All right. Yeah, me. Oh. Man, if I'm leaving somewhere at 2.30, I'm going to tell that Uber driver, put on the Lizard King. Put it on, the doors. I want to hear it. Give me some of that. That's, <laughs> That's what I want on the late night. Want to hear? Put on the celebration of the Lizard. That's after you've been out real late. All right. right. What we got here. It's the apocalyptic world. Zombies are everywhere. They're closing in on all sides. You got to hit play and go to work. What are you listening to? Judgment Day, Method Man. Yeah. Man's gone. <laughs> Here to be the song, get hyped, but they're all going down. Here it is. Yeah. Listen to words, you'll understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love that video. Uh, what is it? Uh, I'm gonna go Gladiator soundtrack, man. Are you not entertained? And then it just goes into the symphony. Mm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going medieval on them dudes. Listening to that, I'll be like, oh. do it. <laughs> I'll be hacking my way through them, just going. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, your pregame song from back in the day when you were balling. The Rock Wilder. Oh, Meth yeah. Man and Red Man. That was always pregame song for sure. That's a good one. My senior year, Slayer came out with their uh, God Hates Us All album. It's got to be Disciple. 
that makes me want to run through a brick wall. Right through a quarterback right there. That's special teams. You put that song on right before special teams kickoff. All right. (laughs) Call that my special team song. Uh, And then last question. This is the one everybody wants to know. I'm nervous. When you're making a move on your wife, what do you click on while you're making that move? Something Usher. Usher Pandora. Bring it back. Usher. 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 Don't know what song's going to be, but Usher Pandora, we're good to go. All right, so if I'm uh, trying to be romantic and everything, I'll probably go some Jagged Edge. That was kind of one of my favorites back in the day. Talk about that. Uh, Jagged Edge or like, you know, you got, you got like, you know, 112 from back in the day? Yeah, a little what Yeah, that, that would be a good choice. And then if I'm just being crazy, I'm just going to put on Chicken and Beer by Ludacris and go. <laughs> you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Can't that's go wrong with chicken and beer. Classic girl, album. Put it on. Hey, that's extra classy for sure. Hey, when you got your woman all alone and stuff like that, and you're hanging out, put on chicken and beer. Let me know how it goes. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how chicken and beer goes. On a I'm just album. thinking about some of the songs on that album, and I'm laughing. <laughs> that's the song you're choosing. I mean, the first couple of songs, I don't know. I just got, yeah, it's just funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Classic. Classic. Uh, I think I think that was it, man. Rap so that's topic. our music edition. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Hit us up for sure. All right, get real with Dan. What do you got, man? Who's getting who, who's getting? Uh, so many candidates this week. I was thinking going OBJ. I was thinking going Carson Wentz. I was thinking going Kevin Love because just you know I can't let a podcast go by with talking about how awful he's been to the franchise in the city of Cleveland the last three years. Hey, the salesman updated on his items. Oh man, yo, uh, and I want to thank the Cab Shop for extending their twenty five percent clothing uh, sweatshirt offer here this week on Twitter. I'm sure people right. are blowing up the stores to get that stuff. They should be. My God. All right. So, <laughs> but the biggest bum of the week because he made us look stupid, and I'm mad about it is Chip Kelly. I was on the UCLA train. I was on the bandwagon. I said he turned it around. UCLA's back if they were ever here to begin with. UCLA, he actually did it. He actually turned them around. And then they're trolling, doing the dance in their blue sweaters on the on the thing, they trolling LSU a little bit to destroy, you know, deserve every bit of the trolling. And then you get beat by Fresno State. Fresno State. Right? In the valley. In the, in Fresno, 40 to they're 37. Inspired. They're inspired by Derek Carr's play this year for the Raiders. Inspired. Oh, <laughs> come on, Chip. Come on. Fresno State. Everybody was buying into it. Everybody was into the college football story of the year. Now I think it's going to be Michigan State. But, yo, get real, Chip Kelly. It's Fresno State. Take care of your business. You've been there three years now. Everybody's tired of garbage. No one wants to hear about your – Workout programs and your protein shakes and the way you do things. Nobody cares except the wins. Wins. And you let Fresno State Bulldogs take you down. You should be embarrassed to yourself. Get real, Chip Kelly. I've had enough. Go. I don't like it when people make me look that stupid. He just can't. <laughs> Done. All right. All right. So we got that was Dane's. That was get real with Dane right there. Now we got messages from money or well. So first of all, Aaron Gordon's getting a $92 million contract extension from the Denver Nuggets. Hey, they came in. He basically, they started winning more games. He was there. He said, hey, we're going to pay this dude. Smart move. Hey, good for him. Making that money. Getting that max extension. Not mad at him. Um, 
Secondly, message money. The Browns player we were talking about last week. I forget his name. Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison. Thank you. The coach pushed him first from Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't matter. He pushed the coach back. He got that $12,000 fine, and the coach didn't get anything. So the players are up for, I guess the NFL players are up. They're upset about it, but nothing's going to be done about it. There's basically a memo got sent out to all the teams in the NFL saying, hey, tell your players, keep your hands off the coaches. No matter what it is, keep your hands off the coaches. And he's lucky that he didn't get, uh, get cut or dropped from the team for doing that and causing more issues. I mean, I, I think he's – I'm pretty sure he's a starter. I'm not positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, he's, so one he's, he's, starter, so. he's one of our big acquisitions. Uh, for yeah, so it's just, you know, for them, you know, NFL, there's not guaranteed contracts. So if it was big enough the situation, there's someone that where the Browns thought they, they could replace him, they could easily like, you know what, we're not going to mess with it. We're not going to mess with, like, the headache of it or whatever. We're just going to get rid of you. Sorry, man. So you just got to watch that NFL players. Can't mess with your money like that. I don't care if the guy pushes you first or not. You got to know who you're pushing. Keep your eyes open. Don't just push everybody. Push those yeah, players. It's fine. Don't push a coach ever. Those contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL. You can't sit there with that smile on your face like Kevin Love came to the Cavs when he gets that $31 million to do absolutely jet squat. What? <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, come on, Ronnie. Love's not Don't mess with your money. He's still getting paid. He's still getting paid. Whether you like it or not, the Cavs are paying him that. Yeah, yeah, he's not messing with his money. He was smart enough not to take no buyout. He knows nobody wants him. He ain't messing with his money. He's gonna sit there and take that sixty million like a champ. That's right, doing nothing. No matter how bad he's shamed. Smart man. But yeah, Ronnie Harrison, quit messing with your money. You almost you should. Yeah, that's just typical Browns football, though. Nothing's (laughs) changed. That's I would expect anything less. Hey, up next, up next, coach from was it Portland State? Send out a message to all the students that if they come to the football game this past weekend, that there will be free beer all game for all students that came to it. I'm not sure if it really happened or not. I'm not sure how many students went to the game. But that's incentive to a lot of poor college students. They have nothing else to do on a Saturday. I don't know how good Portland State's football team is. I'm guessing not that good because you had to bribe them with beer for the whole game to get them to show up to the game on a Saturday. What else are kids doing on a Saturday besides hanging out? They're going to hang out and go to the football game. Besides that, if you're a college student, what else you're doing on a Saturday during football season? I don't know. If you're not going to football games, it must not be that good or you don't have a team. So, you know what? Money, I don't know if that return on investment is worth it or not. I don't know if he paid for it out of his pocket or there's someone in the department cutting checks. I don't know what he had to do or say to talk them into cutting that check if that's what they were doing. Either way, I can't say – I can't believe the NCAA is really happy about it, but what can they do at this point? So <laughs> – I'd love to ask my coach, old head coach, Coach Holloway, uh, <laughs> what he thought about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, coach, why don't you? I'm, I wonder if that we should start a thing where the coaches have to buy beer for the students every at every university. Nick Saban can afford hey, it. He can afford it. Yeah, he can yeah. afford to buy beer every game. Yeah, Urban Meyer can afford it at USC next year. Uh, who else can afford it? Harbaugh can afford that. He can't promise you good football, but he can afford to get you some beer. Hey, Harbaugh took a pay cut. <laughs> took a pay cut in the most recent extension of his contract. So he brought that back down, reeled it back into something more because he, he didn't he didn't he didn't earn the contract that he originally signed. He knows that. So did you hear that, uh, Michigan? You're getting Natty Light, not Bud Light. So hey, don't hate on Natty Light. Don't hate on Natty. Well, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like water. But we won't <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. Lastly, kid messing his money. Kid over in, in England. 
his parents uh, said they didn't want him going to the Euro uh, soccer football championships, soccer championships or whatever. He said he wasn't going to go. He snuck on with a bunch of friends anyway, went to the game. He came back to a picture that was framed of him that was on the news at the game. So mess with money because he probably messed with his allowance for a little bit. I'm guessing he probably got in some trouble. Even though his parents had a laugh about it still. Why take a chance to mess with your money unless the game was worth it? If it was worth it, I'm not going to do anything. But his parents were nice enough to go ahead and frame up the picture. So they, they got some kind of humor out of it. But still, mess with your money because they're like, you know what? You're going to do that. We're not going to pay for a while. You can go ahead and, and work for free in our house. So you won't be getting any kind of chore or getting kind of allowances or any kind of extra money. You can earn that and we'll pay you maybe at some point in time. So don't mess your money, kids, unless you think it's worth it. Look at the consequences first. You know that Euro game is worth it. I'm all, I'm all for it. But if it's not, don't make that mistake. Oh, man. Don't get cut off. Of, don't get cut off from the allowance. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Hey, that's it, man. We ran through those topics pretty quick. So, you know, appreciate it. We had a good time. Like I said, reach out to us on Twitter. Um, you got me at Francis1122. You got Dane at D DeMeo on Twitter. Like I said on Facebook, find us at Always Relevant. You can type in, you can type in at Always Relevant as A L W A Y S R E L L E V E N T. Uh, we'll be out there, post stuff on Instagram, post stuff on Facebook, post some stuff on Twitter. Um, like I said, we have everything coming out on YouTube. You can find that probably under my channel, but under you Google Always Relevant and YouTube, you'll find it. It's pretty easy to find and track down as far as that. And then you see me, me and Dane talking basically through the Zoom call, and you can see our wonderful faces if you really are interested in doing so. If not, no big deal. So that's all we got. Dane, you got anything else for the people? One more thing, man. I'm going to shout out my alma mater, Paul Westland Battling Bishops, your old ex-teammate. Tom Watts, the coach, 3-0, big win over Wooster in an undefeated game, 3-0 to start the season. I'm happy for it. I like to see it. That's what I got, man. Hey, there you, go. there you go. Tommy. Good work, Tommy Watts. Yeah. Him up. Coach him right. Good old handover. They won last week as well, this past weekend. So they're 2-1. Uh, coach Theobald, Papa Theo, has them going in the right direction. Um, I believe Shane Cohn, the running back, he tied the uh, career uh, rushing touchdowns records for handover. So he's going to be breaking that probably very soon. Really good player. I know he was getting looked at by NFL for a little bit. So look forward to seeing what happens with him going forward. So until then, Dane, have fun, man. It was good times. Hopefully everybody listening had a great time too. And until then, we'll see you next week. Later. All right, everybody, we had fun on the show today, but now we're looking to our last segment, Relax and Take Notes. And today I saw a quote on Facebook when my friends posted. He said, um, say it louder for all the hero coaches in the back whose kids will quit by the time they're in middle school. And the quote is, don't coach youth sports to try and win as many games as you can. Coach youth sports to try and positively influence as many lives as you can. And I completely agree. Everybody around here, then you see it all over the place in youth sports, youth sports coaches. They take it too seriously. They're all about the wins instead of teaching the fundamentals to the kids and love of the game. Like the kids are already going to be competitive enough in general. Like they're looking at the scoreboard. It doesn't matter. My six-year-old kid, uh, my six-year-old son, whenever he's playing a sport, he's looking at the scoreboard. He knows about the scoreboard. He gets it. He knows that you're supposed to win. He knows that's the point of the game is to win. But 
we want to get the kids to enjoy the game so they don't get burnt out on the game when they get older. So they'll want to play it and they'll want to do it and they'll want to hang out with their friends and do it and they won't want to quit like my friend said by the time they're in middle school. So let's encourage the kids to go out there and play. The coaches that are out there, please go out there and um, just do it for the right reasons. Teach kids to love the game that you're at whatever game you're excited to whatever sport you're trying to coach them in, do it to the best of your ability so that every kid can get better and improve. And just focus on that. That's what's most important is having kids come in and hopefully you get them to the point where they're better than when they started and they enjoyed the game the whole time. So that's ideal. I know everybody's different. Everybody's so competitive. And they, want their kid, they want their kid to be the next, you know, big superstar in whatever sport. But let's face it, let's just let the kids be kids. Let them learn how to play the game. Let, let them learn how to play the sports they're going to play. Let them automatically get better because they will. Because if they like it, their friends like it, they're out there going to keep playing every day all the time anyway. And they're going to enjoy doing that practice because it's not going to start practice because it's going to be fun to them. And that's what matters. So overall though, Dan and I, we had a good show. Uh, we had fun talking with everybody. Uh, we hope you had fun listening. Um, we look forward to the upcoming episodes as well. So like I said, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on all the social media that we mentioned earlier. And um, until next time, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later.